Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello again. I was sat in my office the other day preparing some sermons and catching up with paperwork when I suddenly realised that my fingers were really cold. In fact, my hands were cold. My whole body was cold. I got so used to the unusually warm weather of late that when it turned chilly and the usual late September temperatures started to settle in, it caught me out. The air had chilled and my body temperature had fallen. Now I'm pretty sure that most of you listening to this have reached for the central heating switch or turned on the fire or at the very least found an extra layer of clothes or a warm blanket in the past few days. We've had the heating and the log burner going in the house, so solution at the church office was simple. Go downstairs and flick on the heating. So off I went. I took some time setting some automatic timers for others who used the building to make sure that they were warm, and then I pressed on. I returned to my office and continued working for a while, but then became aware that the temperature wasn't really rising. I reached out for the radiator. It was colder than my hand. Something wasn't right. Did the system need bleeding of any air, stopping the hot water from circulating through the system? I bled the radiator, which did indeed have a lot of air in it, but there was still no sign of anything resembling warm filtering in. I think the problem must be something else. So downstairs to the old boiler in the cellar. Now I know that most churches have some old boilers in them, But the one I was interested in was the one that controlled the hot water, and it definitely wasn't playing ball. The system was lifeless, so I investigated further. Then I noticed a fault referenced on the control panel. A quick internet search brought up the following for the code. The pilot light has failed to ignite. Now I know that the pilot light is the source from which the boiler operates, Without the pilot light, the main burner cannot ignite to heat the water, and hence my hands were still freezing. Which got me thinking. We sing a song in church which goes, Light a fire deep in my soul. Which, to be honest, sounds a bit dubious until the next line comes along. That I can't contain. That I can't control. I want more of you, Lord. I want more of you. Ah, well that makes more sense. We don't want to hide our light deep down in our soul. But this is more like the pilot light that keeps burning, the source from which everything else ignites. So I can go with the theology of the song. I want my experience of God to be deep-rooted, a flame in the depth of my very being, the source of everything that comes from within. I want that flame to grow and grow, to consume everything that is me, and allow it to control my thoughts, my actions, everything. And specifically, I don't want to restrain God in my life. I don't want to control what I allow God to do with me. The problem is that in reality, we do try and maintain control if we're honest. We want to sanction the actions and make sure that it makes us look good. The description of the Holy Spirit settling on the disciples at Pentecost was as tongues of fire. 
an apt description because we associate fire with power and cleansing. Often we use the description being put through the fire to describe a process by which we are refined. And God often revealed himself in fire, speaking to Moses in a burning bush, leading the Israelites by night in a pillar of fire. Fire speaks to us of God's presence and power. But it also speaks of God's anger and destruction against his enemies. So we're reminded, don't play with fire. If you remember back to your childhood, you may remember being told the story of Gideon with an army of only 300 against a massive Midianite army of over 120,000. How did Gideon manage to gain victory against such odds? Well, by following God's instructions for one, and the clever use of fire. God told Gideon to do a strange thing. You can read about it in Judges 7. Verse 16 says this, He divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Now that doesn't sound much like a battle plan, does it? Not even a sword in sight, just something to make a noise and a small flame hidden in a clay jar. But with a small flame, God can do amazing things. So we continue and read in verse 19, it was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp. Suddenly they blew the ram's horns and broke their clay jars. Then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars. They held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Now in that instant, the Midianite army fell upon themselves in blind panic, thinking themselves surrounded by a large army, the noise and the burning flames throwing them into utter confusion. Later in the New Testament, Jesus tells us that we should not hide our lights under a basket where no one can see it. Instead, let everyone see your light burn brightly. Matthew 5 verse 15 No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. The point of this verse is that it is not us that are being made known by this act, but Jesus in us. Our actions in this world should speak and show that Jesus is everything to us. We get less, but we let Jesus consume us and we shine brightly amongst men, whether in the workplace or in the colleges and universities. We make Jesus known by the way in which we conduct ourselves. I'm reminded sometimes of how little I actually do this. We can easily be discouraged by our failures and the times that we fail to live up to the standards we know we should keep. It would be easy to despair that we could ever be the example to others that we want to be. However, I keep coming back to one thing. With a pilot light lit deep down in my soul, a pilot light maintaining its power to ignite into flame a passion that's been beaten down, discouraged and given up on. You see, God has never abandoned us or given up on us. There is time to turn back, 
stand up and shine bright. In fact, the opportunities around us now are such that in a world, this world is crying out for something which has stability, power and hope. All characteristics that as Christians we should reflect. Maybe, just maybe, it's time to let the pilot light turn up the heat. Paul said to Timothy in his letter in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Fan into flames. It's impossible to fan into flames something that does not have the capacity to burn brighter. God has already placed inside every believer the Holy Spirit who helps us to become more like Jesus in our deeds and actions. But note the order of things. God gives the gift and then we work hard to allow that gift to be shown and outworked. We fan into flames that which God has graciously given to us. The pilot light is within each of us who believe in Jesus and have accepted his sacrifice for us. The Holy Spirit within us is the guarantee of all God's promises to you and to me. The boiler at church had lost its ability to function because the pilot light had gone out. It needs some repairs to get things put right so that it can function as it should. But once the pilot light is back in operation, the boiler will be able to heat the water supply on demand and send heat to the entire building. One small flame. We can't function as we are intended without recognising that sin has extinguished our pilot light. And there is nothing we can do about it other than let the source of light himself Jesus, restore us by letting him into our lives and set a fire in our souls, a fire that we surrender to and allow to burn brightly in a dark world. We shouldn't be surprised by some of this terminology. After all, Jesus describes himself as the light of the world. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Let your light shine before men, dispelling darkness, restoring righteousness and speaking truth about Jesus, the saviour of the world. Fan into flames the grace that has set you free and display it abundantly wherever you go. Coach House Beacons the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.